새해 복 많이 받으십시오. Happy New Year. It's good to be in God's house tonight. And I want to thank you, first of all, for praying for our family at this time. And, uh, we just pray that God's will be done and the Lord be glorified in the situation. It's such a blessing to be supported by Madison Baptist Church, but it's a great privilege to be sent out of Madison Baptist Church and for Madison Baptist Church to be our sending church, be our home church. It's a privilege to be laborers together with you in the ministry of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as Pastor mentioned, we've had the privilege to serve the Lord in South Korea, in the city of Busan, for the last five years. And uh, all I can say is uh, I'm so grateful for God's mercy and His grace. Without God's mercy and His grace, where would we be? It wouldn't be here. None of us would be. So I'm very grateful for that tonight. I'm very grateful for this church. I'm very grateful for my parents, for our pastor. I'm thinking right now of my parents and how my dad had such a desire when I was young for me to get saved, but he knew that this miracle of salvation is God's work and that we can't make it happen for someone else. And my dad just and mom just began to communicate the gospel to me and deal with me and not pressure me. They didn't want me to just to do something that would make them feel good. And I remember the day where I understood I was a sinner, guilty before God, deserving of eternal punishment. I could not save myself I needed a Savior. And Jesus Christ, God manifest in the flesh, died on the cross for my sin, shed His blood, was buried and rose again. And by trusting Him alone for eternal life, I could be saved. And I'm so grateful for that night at 719 Hughes Road, Madison Baptist Church, I trusted Christ for salvation. And by the grace of God, by the mercy of God, I got saved. Uh, It's just such a, a privilege to be saved. And it's also a privilege to serve the Lord. Thank you so much, Madison Baptist Church, for your faithful prayers, for your sacrificial financial support. The past five years, uh, I guess I could say it's been an adventure. The Lord sent us to a place with a great need for the gospel, a great need for a Bible-preaching church or a biblical church. And we arrived, and we thought we knew what we were getting ourselves into, And then we arrived, and we realized, wow, this ministry, the work of the ministry, whether it be here, whether it be there, it's the Lord's work. It has to be accomplished through His power as He works through us. And, of course, the challenges of culture, of language, and uh, the Lord's helped us, and we still have a long way to go. Folks ask me in Korea, or they'll say, oh, you speak good Korean, and they really don't mean that. That's just a polite way of kind of patting you on the head. And I always say, no, I've got a long way to go. And it's the truth. We do have a long way to go. We'll be learning that language till the day we die. But we sure appreciate your prayers (laughs) as we labor to that. It's so important that we do learn to communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, in the language that people can understand. We had the privilege to serve under a, a veteran national pastor. We learned a lot of good lessons there about what we needed to do, how we needed to prepare to branch out and begin the task of starting a church. And I was so grateful for how the Lord sovereignly worked that out and guided us to that ministry and helped us. And Brother Nelson was able to visit us uh, along the way there. We're so grateful for that. And then last, or not last year, it's 2023. 2021, we branched out and began uh, very diligently preparing to start 
a biblical local church in the center of our city. And uh, in June of this year, the Lord allowed us to sign a contract on a building. And by the grace of God, we are in the process of planning Jungbu Dongdik Chimne Kyoe. We're planning the Jungbu Independent Baptist Church for the glory of God, by the grace of God. And it's such an exciting thing. Uh, most people in our city uh, identify as non-religious or Buddhist. Uh, false religion, materialism, and pride cause many people to be resistant to the truth. And in some ways, there are many challenges that we face as we seek to do what the Lord would have us to do, what the Lord is having you to do here, preach the gospel, lead souls to Christ, help them to become disciples of Jesus Christ, and see a church, a biblical local church, the focal point of God's plan in this dispensation is founded. And uh, we're just excited at what the Lord's going to do. All glory goes to Him. He's worthy. And uh, uh, I was going to say, there's many challenges, but when I think about our mission field, and I think of the Great Commission, we all know it by heart, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's what our Lord gave as His command to the apostles, to the members of the first local church, if you will. And that command comes on to us. We're supposed to go where it's easy. Really, I don't know if anywhere is easy in this world. Uh, There's some times in Madison, Alabama, that it's not going to be easy. But where it's maybe a little easier and where it's a little harder, where folks are really responsive and even where folks are not responsive, we're supposed to go and communicate the gospel and be a witness for our Lord Jesus Christ. So we have the privilege in these last days to be there in Busan. Pray for us. Pray that we'll continue to improve in our uh, Korean language uh, studies and, and uh, working in that regard. Lord, we bless our efforts. Please also pray. We've got a number of folks that we're working with, we build re- to build a relationship with. Please pray that the Lord would help us to lead them to Christ, that the Lord would give us wisdom, that uh, he would help us to uh, find more doors uh, that we can give the gospel and be able to connect with folks uh, to be able to lead them to Christ. And then just continue to pray for Jungbu Independent Baptist Church, that the Lord Jesus Christ would be glorified, that souls would be saved and transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Christ is the power of God and to salvation to everyone that believeth. It's the same gospel here. It's the same gospel there. And it's the power of God. It's not us. And so we're just excited to be a part of that. We're excited about what the Lord's going to do. We've been in a season of sowing. And we're confident that by the grace of God, for the glory of God, there will be a season of reaping. So continue to pray with us that uh, the Lord would have his way and that the Lord would use us. Let's... uh, Take our Bibles this evening, and we're going to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And my goal this evening, the pastor talked about how we need a pat on the back sometimes, and sometimes we need something else. My goal this evening is to encourage you. And you can come back on Wednesday night and get the other if you need to. But uh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I hope, I hope the Word of God will work on our hearts tonight. Really, the preacher is just a mouthpiece for the Lord. And that's what I want to be tonight. Uh, I don't belong up here, to be quite frank with you. Uh, But it's only by the grace of God that I'm here. And I hope the Word of God will be a blessing to us tonight. I'm so thankful for the Word of God. As we uh, have learned, uh, one of the groups that we work with in Korea, uh, especially in our city, we have a lot of folks that identify as Buddhists. And I began to had an opportunity to get to know a man and got to witness to him a couple times. And I found out he's reading this particular Buddhist scripture every morning, uh, uh, morning and night with his wife. 
And I said, you know, I'd, I'd better find out what that is if I'm going to be dealing with this man. And I bought that, that text and was reading it. You know, the first page, the first line on the first page, thus I have heard. And the whole weight of that book is on just something that someone has heard. But we know, 모든 성경 기록은 하나님의 영감으로 주신 것으로 교리와 책망과 바로잡음과 의로 교육하기에 유익합니다. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. We're opening the Bible tonight. I always remind my daughter at our church, when we open the, word of, when we open the Bible, we're opening the word of God. Let's read tonight 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4 and verse 8. Oh, I wanted to mention one thing. We... we uh, for those of you that would be interested, we have an update video that we made that you can see what our church looks like and what the Lord's doing. It's at our website, gospeltokorea.org. It's just a website we made for our supporting churches, and folks can look at that. Also, if you'd like to receive our monthly prayer letters, you can sign up for that. That may be a blessing to you. If you're not interested, don't worry about it. But uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and uh, we're going to read verses 8 through 10. If we could read them together... In unison, that would be a blessing. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verses 8 through 10. If you've got it there, let's begin. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I come to you this evening, Lord, very needy of your help. I pray tonight that you would take your word, which you inspired the Apostle Paul to write, and you take this text, this divine word, and you would work in our hearts this evening. We need you, Lord. We need your help. We need your truth. Please, Work in our hearts. Help us to make those decisions that we need to make for the glory of God. And we ask everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Apostle Paul, what a man, what a missionary, an apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, we understand the office of apostle ceased when the, those that were eyewitnesses of our Lord Jesus Christ passed away. This man, the Apostle Paul, was given a very special ministry to go and be an apostle of Jesus Christ, to preach the gospel, to plant churches. And he went to many cities all around the Roman Empire preaching the gospel. But you know, that gospel that the apostle Paul was preaching is the same gospel, if we're saved tonight, that we've believed. It's the same gospel that our pastor preaches here. When Vacation Bible School rolls around, it's the same gospel we preach to the kids. When we go out on Saturday, it's the same gospel that we have the privilege to preach then as well. When I think about the Apostle Paul's ministry, I always think of Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13. The Apostle Paul's writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He's talking about the, those in Ephesus who've gotten saved. And he said, In whom you have also trusted, after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. The gospel of Jesus Christ, it's not just a ticket to heaven. It's a transformation of our life for the glory of God. It's so simple a child can understand it. It's the greatest thing 
in the world. In him ye have also trusted. Those that trust Jesus Christ for salvation immediately are born again, are given eternal life that they cannot lose. And the Holy Spirit of God begins the transforming work of sanctification in their life. The Apostle Paul was going around to these cities preaching this glorious gospel and experiencing himself the miracle of God working and transforming him in his life. But the Apostle Paul and those that got saved at that time experienced great opposition. They experienced great difficulty. When the Apostle Paul would walk out the door of wherever he was at, he understood everyone out here is opposed to me. We have a different worldview. We have a different set of values. People are not sympathetic to who I am. And we see what the Apostle Paul suffered, the persecution, the difficulty, both physically and also emotionally. It was a very difficult time. The whole world, those that were not saved, those that were not in Christ, as the scripture says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, old things are passed away, all things have become new. But those that are outside, those that are without, they were opposed to the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul said in the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, we are troubled on every side. In every way in our life, we're experiencing difficulty. We're experiencing opposition. The world is not on our side. The world is not on our team. We are troubled on every side. Not just this one issue here, Oh, this one issue there. We are troubled on every side. He goes on to say, we are perplexed. The situation is so difficult for us, sometimes we don't even know what we're supposed to do. We are perplexed. He goes on to say, we're persecuted. We're suffering for the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only physically, but also emotionally with our relationships with other people. We're persecuted. We're cast down. But, as you read earlier, that's not all that the Holy Spirit inspired the Apostle Paul to say. He said, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. And particularly that phrase... In our Bible, we are perplexed, but not in despair. The Holy Spirit of God inspired the Apostle Paul to write this testimony. This was what was going on for the Apostle Paul. He's perplexed, but not in despair. Today is, well, at least for us in this part of the world, it's the first day of the new year. Happy New Year, as I said. In 2023, no matter what happens, I want to have that testimony. Perplexed. I don't understand how bad it really is or how how, how we're going to even deal with these situations, this opposition because of who we are, yet, by the grace of God, not in despair. Come what may, glorifying the Lord and doing His will, 
and not in despair. Now, I want to be very careful what I say next because anything that comes across this desk is weighty. And I take it very seriously. If we're honest with ourselves, from a human perspective, the future is not bright. Now, tonight, maybe everyone here has got a smartphone in our pockets. We enjoy, I enjoy, many of the technological marvels that were just a dream a few years ago. But we live in a world today that is diametrically opposed to who we are. It's not just that they don't like us. They're opposed, if you're saved tonight, if you're a child of God, if you've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, they're opposed to who we are. And we can console ourselves well if we can just get this movement going, if we can just get... This fire put out over here, things will be going in a good direction. If we are honest, if we stop, if we take a step back, if we look at the big picture around the world of what's going on, of what's gone on the past three years, if we are alert to the changes that are happening at lightning speed around the world, the technologies that are in place, not coming, that are there today to control people, the way that governments around the world, of all different persuasions, the way they're behaving, the way that big tech companies, which we all benefit from, are working together to control people. If we're honest this evening, this is not some conspiracy or something like that. This is the reality. The future, from a human perspective, is not bright. It's not going to get better. And I'm saying that. I remember sitting there in Korea and we enjoyed many blessings. We love Korea, by the way. Lord's helped us to enjoy uh, the, the privilege to, to minister there. But as we watched some things take place over the last uh, few months and years, uh, it shouldn't have been a surprise. But we were, I was surprised. I was caught off guard several times by the way that so rapidly the government could control people's lives. Of course, we know that uh, if you're saved tonight, our blessed hope is the Lord Jesus Christ. We will not go through the tribulation period. We have a blessed hope. We don't have to uh, be concerned about that or accidentally taking the mark of the beast or anything foolish and false like that. However, until our Lord Jesus Christ returns, we are in for a rough ride. And as much as a 32-year-old man as, with two children, as much as I would like to say, no, it's not that bad. No, you know, if you just think about it in this way and we got this thing going on and this might happen and in a couple years we might have that, as much as I'd like to think that way, when I look at the world through the lens of the Word of God, it's not going to get better. It's not going to change the way we want it to change. We want the world to conform to what we want. But the reality is the God of this world our enemy is at work. He's blinding the minds of people. And there are forces that are much greater than you and I at play, at work. Things are moving on a trajectory. I had a, one of my dear friends in Korea told me, he said, brother, the world is spinning left. And if you look around the world, that's what's going on. I know it's complicated. And there's different things we could talk about. The world's spinning left. The world's headed in the wrong direction. And not just San Francisco. It just came from out there. I'm talking about right here, right now. Our reality is headed in the wrong direction. 
So what I'm saying is tonight, from a human perspective, we've got some reasons to be in despair. We've got some reasons to say, hey, we're being troubled right now. And as we look at the immediate future, we're going to be troubled on every side. And in fact, the days of persecution, I don't know how it's going to play out. I'm not going to try to predict that. But the days of persecution for being a true follower of Jesus Christ, those days are coming. And you know what? Tonight, dear, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we're not going to be able to stop that. Praise the Lord. We're not ta- I'm not talking about anything with the going through the tribulation, anything false like that. But in the days leading up to our Lord Jesus Christ's return, there are things happening that are out of our control and way bigger than us. And if we're not careful, this 2023 may be a year of despair. This could be a year where we're distressed. So much so that we're not able to do what the Lord would have us to do. Because it's so heavy. It's so difficult. Do we know the future? Did we know the future three years ago? Everything, happened, everything that happened, we said, I said, no way it can't happen. And it did. Again, tonight, I'm just hoping that we will just be honest with what's happening. You know, the Apostle Paul, though, if we, if we think about him, too, the technology wasn't there, but the system of control, the opposition to who he was as a child of God, it was there. And yet, he said, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, we're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. The Apostle Paul was not distressed. He said, we're perplexed. I don't understand how it could be this bad. But I'm not in despair. Perplexed, but not in despair. How was the Apostle Paul able to say this? Perplexed, but not in despair. How can we, in 2023 with what we may be facing. How can we say, perplexed, I'm perplexed, I don't understand, but by the grace of God, I'm not in despair. Well, tonight, I don't think we can emphasize this enough. If you've trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you've believed on Him, if you've received the one who died for your sin, was buried and rose again, by the grace of God, you are a child of God. The scripture says in Hebrews 13, 5, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. I don't know what 2023 has in store for you or for me. And right now I'm not talking about tragedies that may happen. I'm talking about the oppression, the persecution, and those kind of opposition things that we may face. I don't know what you're going to face. I don't know what I'm going to face, but I do know this. If we know the Lord Jesus Christ is our Savior, the Lord said, our Heavenly Father said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. And we can live this faith life this year confident, knowing that our Lord, the omnipotent, 
omniscient, omnipresent, self-existent, eternal Lord of the universe will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Therefore, just like Abraham, we need to be seeking a city whose builder and maker is God. Every one of us tonight is a citizen of a country, and God's ordained that in our life, and we have responsibilities to those countries, to those governments. And Scripture commands us to fulfill those responsibilities, to do it with a joyful heart. But if we're saved tonight, our citizenship is actually not in this world. Like Abraham, we need to be seeking a city whose builder and maker is God. As much as we don't want it to be true, this world is, is headed for destruction. Actually, the good news is it's, not, it's finally not going for destruction. The Lord's, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. But this one that we're living in right now, this ball that we're riding right now, it's not going to get better here. But the scripture says, For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But, my, but now is my kingdom not from hence. How can we say, perplexed, but not in despair? We must remember the blessed I'm so grateful for the word of God. And we see the second coming of Christ. But we also see before that, we see the catching away of the saved. And that doctrine, we must cling to that. The scripture clearly teaches that. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, we're going to be changed. Those that are alive and remain are going to be caught up together with the Lord. So shall we ever be with the Lord. The scripture says in Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 14, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that, denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. If we're saved tonight, we ought to be desiring to see our Lord Jesus Christ and we ought to be praying, even so come, Lord Jesus. Even so come, Lord Jesus. Tonight we may say, but you don't understand. I've got some plans. I've got some things I want to have done this year. You know what I do too? I've got some things I'd like to see the Lord do before he comes back, before that rapture of the saints takes place. But if we're saved tonight, if we're born again, our affections need to be on the things of God as we go through this world, as we seek to do his will in the place that he's put us. And we ought to be looking for the blessed hope. It's a blessed hope. If, uh, if, if the Lord had it laid out where we would have to go through part of the tribulation and experience his wrath, it wouldn't be a blessed hope. But tonight, Scripture talks about a blessed hope. If we're saved, our hope is the Lord Jesus Christ. Our hope is not in the movement. Our hope is not even in a biblical church. Our hope is in our Savior, 
Jesus Christ. We must remember that blessed hope. We must look to him. And if we do that with the Apostle Paul, we can say, I'm perplexed. I don't understand how it could be this bad. I don't like this. But I'm not in despair. I'm not distressed. I'm not prevented from following the Lord and doing his will because I'm looking for the blessed hope. How can we say tonight that I'm perplexed but not in despair? Remember that miracle of sanctification that's taking place in your life. I think of the, in the doctrines of the New Testament, the doctrine of sanctification, which so many in the, the Christian world have perverted so badly. The doctrine of sanctification is so important. Scripture is so clear. If we are saved, if by faith we receive the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit of God dwells within us, and He is making us every day into the person that He would have us to be. We're being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6 says, Being confident of this very thing, that He which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. We go in this world, there's temptation, there's discouragement. But if you're saved tonight, if you've trusted Jesus Christ, if you've looked at that evidence, he rose from the dead, he died for my sins, it's really true. And you've by faith received him as your savior. You've trusted him for our salvation tonight. The Holy Spirit of God is at work in your life and we need to submit to him. I need to submit to him. I need to yield to him because he's working in our life he wants to make us and conform us into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. How can we say, I'm perplexed by what's happening with this opposition that I'm facing as a follower of Jesus Christ, as someone who's saved, as someone who's seeking to do the Lord's will? We need to be busy with the mission that God has given us. It's a privilege to be sent out as a missionary, to receive the call of God, and so unworthy in every way of all of it, but to be able to go and to be able to say, vocationally, I get to preach the gospel. I get to work at planning a church. What a privilege. I'm so unworthy of it. But every one of us tonight, regardless of what God has called us vocationally to do, we all have the glorious privilege to be a witness for our Lord Jesus Christ. We're going through the last days, and I think a lot of folks don't have a goal. They don't have a purpose in life. Of course, the duty of man, the purpose of man is to know the true God, be reconciled to him through Jesus Christ and become a true worshiper of the Lord. Magnify him and worship him in spirit and in truth. And those of us who are saved, we have the glorious privilege to communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 20 says, Now then, we, saved people, are ambassadors for Christ. When I, this Thursday, Lord willing, we board our flight from Atlanta. It'll be 15 hours and 55 minutes is what it's scheduled to be, nonstop to Incheon. And then we'll have to travel down to Busan. It's going to take some time, but we will arrive back, Lord willing, in our mission field. And we get to continue the ministry of being an ambassador for Jesus Christ in a dark place. But every one of you, perhaps tomorrow morning, or the next day, will set off on what God's called you to do, and you also. Not less than me, just as I get the same privilege, you have the privilege to be an ambassador for the Lord Jesus Christ. We're sitting in this world and we're watching things happen. They're happening faster and faster 
and faster. And I think the adults in the room know what I'm talking about. Things are changing. People are rebelling against God. They're rebelling against the created order. There's confusion all around the world. But at this time, we get to serve him. And we get to proclaim his gospel. Every single person this year, by the grace of God, as the Holy Spirit enables you, needs to say, by the grace of God, this year I'm going to communicate the gospel. That's up to the Lord what happens. I'm going to do it with my church. I'm going to be there Saturday morning. I'm going to do it this Saturday. It's open. This is a new year. You can do it. Come. Go. But also, as I'm doing what God's called me to do, it's hard. It's difficult. It's awkward. There's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it. We're supposed to be an ambassador for Christ. The gospel is the rock of offense. We're not supposed to be offensive with the way we deal with people and cut them down and so forth. We're supposed to communicate the truth and allow the truth of God to be the thing that convicts their heart. But every one of us this year ought to say, by the grace of God, I'm going to be a communicator of the gospel. By the grace of God, I want to be a part of this ministry. I want to turn some folks to the Lord Jesus Christ if the Lord will allow me to do that. And you know what? If you'll surrender yourself to the Lord, every single person in this room tonight can have that privilege this year. It's up to the Lord what happens, but every one of you, every one of us together, we can have the privilege to be an ambassador for the Lord Jesus Christ. Folks, tonight we need to remember, like Abraham, we seek a city whose builder and maker is God. We've got duties. We've got responsibilities. We've got to go to work in the morning. But our citizenship, if we're saved is in heaven. Our allegiance ultimately is to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to remember that blessed hope. Oh, it's so easy. It's so easy for me to just go about the things, even in the ministry, and not think about the Lord Jesus Christ. He could return in the clouds for his own at any time. We need to desire that. We need to pray for that. And we need to be preparing for that. We need to remember the miracle of sanctification that's taking place in our life and submit to the Holy Spirit, and we need to be busy on the mission for the Lord. Now, why do we have to endure? Why doesn't the Lord just take us away and take us out? Well, obviously, it's not His will or He would have done it. But the Scripture says in verse 10 of our text tonight, the Scripture says, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. As we live this life, the Christian life, a child of God, the Holy Spirit's working inside of us. We're going to experience opposition from those that know not God, that are opposing themselves, opposed to the truth of God. We're going to suffer, but when we do that, when we submit ourselves to that, we're bearing about in our body the dying of the Lord Jesus. We're testifying. The Lord Jesus Christ humbled himself and was obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. As we live the Christian life, the scripture says we need to die to ourself. Yes, we need to put away the filthiness of the flesh, but not just that. Also, the things that we desire, the things that I want, the things that I want to have happen. We need to surrender that to the Lord. We need to submit to him. We need to Ask for his grace to deal with what's coming. I'm saying this tonight, and I don't know what I have to deal with this week or what's going to happen when I get back. So many times when folks ask me in Korea, hey, what do you do here? 
and they're, they're wanting to talk and have a good time and whatnot. And as soon as I say, well, I'm the pastor of Jumbo Independent Baptist Church, you should see their response. Or folks that you know and you've talked to them for a while and it hasn't come out in the conversation and you come out and, wow, they're not ready to receive you. They're not ready to befriend you. We're all going to experience those things. But as we do that, as we experience the opposition, we're bearing about in our body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. The Holy Spirit is working inside of us. He's transforming us to the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are a witness and a light in this lost world. We're headed somewhere. Our destination is to be with the Lord. And of course, the Lord is omnipresent. He's with us now. But in a real sense, in a special sense, so shall we ever be with the Lord in heaven for seven years, in this earth and the millennial reign of Christ for a thousand years, the new heavens and the new earth, the new Jerusalem with God forever and ever and ever experiencing his presence, experiencing his glory and glorifying him, fulfilling our purpose for existence. That's our future. That's what's coming our way. We need to prepare for that. We need to be submitted to the Lord. We need to trust Him. We need to obey His Word. As the Holy Spirit enables us, we need to seek to do His will. And as we do that, folks are going to see it. And we'll have the opportunity to communicate the gospel to them. We have such a privilege to communicate the gospel. I often think about it. We need to do it with clean hands and a pure heart. We need to be a testimony for our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't believe in lifestyle evangelism that we just, you know, go around and, and do, it, do whatever and, you know, preach the gospel, use words if necessary. That's a heresy. That's not what the scripture teaches. But as we are an ambassador for Jesus Christ, our testimony as the Holy Spirit works is so important. And as we experience the oncoming opposition, there's going to be some. They're going to see it. And they're going to ask us, for a reason of the hope that's within us. And we need to be ready to give them an answer because by the grace of God, they're going to turn to Christ. They're going to get saved. And God is going to be glorified. Perplexed, but not in despair. We can try to console ourselves all we want. And that's my natural disposition to try to look for the well, it's not quite that bad. Well, there's got to be something we can do or a solution here. Well, but the reality, the truth, if we look through the lens of the Word of God, it's not the case. We, can be, we may be perplexed this year, but we do not have to be in despair. We may be distressed. We, 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 may, be, we, may, we may be perplexed, but we don't have to be in despair. We don't have to be distressed. We can glorify God. We can do His will. And we can enjoy the relationship that he has for us. Madison Baptist Church, let's continue for the Lord in 2023. Let's not be in despair. Let's do his will. Let's seek him. Let's let the Holy Spirit work in our life. Let's all together as a church be an ambassador for our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, we come to you tonight and we need you. Lord, this is a room full of faithful folks. They love you. They're here tonight. They're serving you. I pray you'd work in every one of our hearts. Every one of us are facing challenges. Yes, Lord, we're not being dragged away as some are in other countries. But every man in this building tonight that goes to work tomorrow, 
will be challenged as he seeks to be a witness and an ambassador for Jesus Christ. Every lady that goes about her life this week interacting with others is going to some degree to experience opposition, and that's only going to increase. Lord, help us to not be distressed and instead, and not to be in despair, and instead to rest confident in you, seeking to do your will and glorifying you. Lord, please work in the rest of the service this evening and help us. Pastor's going to come and lead the invitation. Lord, please have your will and way in our hearts. We ask it all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Stand to our feet, heads bowed, God dealing with hearts tonight. Decisions you need to make for him for this next year. Opportunity to serve him abounds. Let's sing, have thine own way, Lord. As God deals with your heart, you come.